Indeed, a warm welcome to your program, Nuru Dahil, the light within your host, Aisha Lato, and the Abdi Dixon Mohammed pressing the right buttons. Well, this is a kind focus. Just to remind our listeners this Ramadan, remember the divine promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is made to those who give in charity. The more you give for the sake of Allah, the more Allah will give to you. And Allah has promised that He will multiply the reward of giving um, charity. Uh, so when you give your zakat or zakat, you are not only helping someone else in need, you are also investing in the akhirah that is paying it forward and your generosity can be a lifeline to those affected by war poverty or disaster by giving more in this Ramadan you can save countless lives while gaining Allah's pleasure in this life and the next so to follow the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, and increase your generosity during this special month um, you know that is what you need to do inshallah so do not miss out on the blessings of the divine promise uh, give more gain more it says here so this morning we have the sons of uh, national second deputy chairperson online with us that is Shokut Mukadam, as well as sons of Zakah Advocacy Officer uh, Haj Muhammad Fasih Peterson to our guests. Assalamu alaikum to you and indeed a warm welcome. Walaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and to your listeners also. That sounds like Brother Shokut Mukadam, how are you? Alhamdulillah, how are you? Alhamdulillah, shukran. Um, and I'm sure we'll get Taj Muhammad Fatih online uh, pretty soon as well. Um, could you just please give us an update on what is happening with Sons of National, inshallah, Brother Shokit? Yes, sister, and to the listeners. Um, as you know, we are now into the month of Ramadan, and our uh, focus remains the, the Operation Fitra and Fidya, um, which we're planning towards the end of this month, inshallah. And we're targeting to distribute over 23,000 uh, Fitra parcels countrywide, really. At the same time, you know, um, the normal operation of the car distribution and assistance and, and the EU programs every day takes place. Um, with the food distribution every time, every evening for iftar and so on, um, and that carries on, on, on throughout the country also. Then we also uh, pick up our campaign on the educational focus, and um, every weekend we have webinars. Uh, every Sunday we are on ITV with a Zakat Q and A program ready. So inshallah, on this Sunday we'll be having a, a webinar jointly with our Durban office and the Minara Chamber of Commerce. Um, and that will be a good um, attendance to, to, be, to be met with, really. Then our CEO, Yasmina Franco, was on the World Zakat Forum um, uh, webinar also, uh, where they addressed the, the COVID-19 issues uh, worldwide um, from, from how Zakat can impact um, uh, the situation with, that we're in at the moment, really. So, Alhamdulillah, we've been kept busy, and uh, our most important focus at the moment is all the iftar meals in the evenings, inshallah. You know, you mentioned iftar meals in the evenings, so we're looking at, you know, in the light of COVID, uh, the COVID pandemic as well, um, how is sense of challenge during this time? Because you're not just going to make sure that there is something for the Muslim community, but you, you know, you have this overall responsibility that you feel that you need to, um, you know, uh, give to others as well. Yes, uh, quite rightly, um, and 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 it's obviously very difficult, you know, when you do see the need in the other communities to to ignore it really. So we our focus has been to to cook the necessary meals and then to work with um, street committees in the areas, and the street committees then distribute the food uh, via the 
the, the package that we've arranged and so on. Um, and when they do serve, they make no distinction between Muslim and non-Muslim as, as far as possible because when somebody is in need, uh, we are there to respond uh, from that perspective. So yes, uh, through the street committees in the various areas throughout the Western Cape, uh, particularly in our case, um, we, we, we cater for, for that and, and then also in other areas in the country also. Inshallah. Just uh, want to know, is Hajj Mohammed Fatih online with us? Assalamu alaikum to you. Not yet. We'll get him in a moment or so. Then the next one is, you want to tell us uh, what constitutes business assets and how would we calculate our zakah on it, Brother Shokit? Yeah, so uh, maybe just to, to pick up where Sister Fader's left of, uh, in the previous weeks, okay. uh, she indicated the five principles that exactly. we normally apply, and we always go back to those five principles, really. Uh, namely, do you have the minimum nisab? Uh, are you uh, total, do you have total ownership of those assets, and are you able to dispose of those assets? Uh, were the assets with you for a year, and does the asset lend itself to growth? So particularly the last condition, does the asset lend itself to growth? We then, um, when we come to business assets, there are two important distinctions we make. Firstly, there are the assets that are not zakatable, and then there are the assets which are zakatable. So the assets that are generally not zakatable in a business are those what we call um, illiquid assets or what we call the capital assets of a business. Uh, it sounds very much accounting driven, but the yes. kind of things we we talk about are like the plant and machinery, the shelving, the motor vehicles in a business, the, the trucks and so on. Those kind of, uh, any tools that assist you in, in running your business are not zakatable assets. So you ignore them totally, totally. What you do include is things like in your zakat calculation is your stock, if you have any stock, if you're in a business like a retailer, or a pharmacy or a doctor that they will have medicines. Um, you also include what we call your, your debtors, people that owe you money, accounts receivable typically. Um, so in the case of a doctor, it will be the patients, the amounts owing by medical aids or the patients. And then with that, you add your bank balance, if it's a favorable balance. And once you've done that calculation, so those are the three what we call very liquid assets, and, and that's the term we use. Anything that can be easily converted to money uh, is liquid assets, uh, overnight basically. And, and that's the framework of these accountable assets. But the good thing also is against that, you're allowed to deduct what we call the immediate liabilities. So if, for example, if a supplier, you owe a supplier money for the goods supplied and so on, um, you will then deduct that off. If you owe SARS any money, if you owe taxes and so on, you would claim that against all those assets. And the net amount attracts your 2.5% zakah, really. So what an individual should do that whether he runs his business through a company, through a close corporation, or in partnership, or so on, it doesn't matter. You look for these zakatable assets, really, okay? And you calculate it as based on the formula I've just indicated. You take your stock, you take your debtors, and you take your, um, your money in the bank and deduct from that whatever you owe, the immediate liability. So in other words, you don't take off your HP balances, your long-term debt balances or anything like that. It's only the debt, uh, the credit that you owe immediately. So, and you add that to your other zakatable assets that you have in your personal name and, and, and you do your total computation. So if you're a 50% shareholder in a company, you will take 50% of that net figure. If you're a, in partnership in a medical practice, you would do the calculation like that and 
And as I explained, and, and if you're a 50% partner in a medical practice, then you take 50% of that uh, net figure as I indicated. So the question really comes as to this various ways of valuing stock, really. Um, and, 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 and the most, uh, you know, most reliable way indicated is what would you have got for the stock if you had sold it on a bulk basis, really. So the important thing is to be consistent in your calculation and the policy that you apply every year. You can't change the policy, really. Um, the whole point about the Zakat calculation is not to create hardship for you, but to make it easy for you in determining the calculation. Um, the second thing is when it comes to debtors also, people that owe you money, you choose only the strong debtors. In other words, the weak debtors, the weak customers that can't pay you immediately, you exclude uh, from the calculation of your debtors amount. Again, you should be consistent. Whatever you define as weak should be the same policy from year to year. And, and, and therefore, you can see that Allah subhanahu wa has made this easy. It says pay on strong debtors. Pay on stock that uh, has a reasonable, realizable value, really. And in the process, uh, it doesn't create any hardship. Really. So just a question on the stock here. Is that stock that is with you for over a year, or is it stock... All you know, all round stock that is in your possession at the time. Well, look, let's put it this way. I mean, uh, most businesses these days, uh, you know, if you run your business well, shouldn't be having stock for more older than a year. But if you decide as a policy you're going to include all of it, then every year you should include all of it. Okay. If you decide that anything more than a year will not be included for whatever reason, because it may not be saleable, it may not be realizable then it's fine to do that calculation, but you need to be consistent from year to year. That's the, the most important point I want to get across today. Okay. So just uh, let's first greet um, Haj Muhammad Fatih on the other side. Assalamu to you and a warm welcome. Shukran for joining us um, this time around, Haj Muhammad Fatih, and a warm welcome. Um, we're going to continue quickly with Brother Shoukat, then I'll come back to you. Is it okay with you, Haj Muhammad Fatih? Beautiful, mashallah, I mean, so Brother Shoukat, what happens if for the past couple of years I've calculated my zakah on the stock? in a certain way and now after hearing your advice um, you know I want to change it what do I do then I think uh, as long as you're consistent going forward and then you've taken the advice that's fine uh, indirectly I don't think it's a point of trying to make up what you've done incorrectly over the years your intention was to pay it but your policy has been to calculate on a different basis but you did apply that policy uh, consistently, if, 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 if we may define it incorrectly. But going forward, inshallah, the policy is a correct policy. And also, it's important to know that it's very difficult to access records of the previous years. I mean, as, as you wish to calculate it correctly, it's, it's unlikely that you're going to retain records for many years so that you can compensate that. Because we're talking about the business environment. We're talking about a shopkeeper that's at stock, and you're yes. talking about... Um, you know, uh, businesses daily. So, uh, you know, uh, going forward, correct, uh, calculated correctly, and that's the way to address that. So, what happens to the supplier that um, oh, that uh, one owes money to for purchasing the stock? Um, is one allowed to deduct that li- as um, this as liability? 
Yes, I indicated early on. So the, the formula basically is you take all the assets, mm-hmm. all the liquid assets. In other words, you exclude the capital assets. You do not include the buildings that you that you work from and so on. You take your stock, your figure of your stock. You take your figure of your debtors, that to be said, the strong mm-hmm. debtors, and you take maybe the favorable bank balance. And once you sum that, you deduct from that the immediate liability. So okay. anything that you owe the suppliers, anything that you owe SARS um, for VAT and whatever the case is, any immediate liability to deduct, and therefore you pay on the net amount of that, really. Okay. You've mentioned three when it comes to liquid assets, right? But what other business assets do I exclude from my Zakar calculations? Well, look, um, uh, as I indicated, uh, the, 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 the capital assets, uh, the non-liquid assets, if yes. you want to define it again, uh, are those kind of things, machinery, plants, shelving, the values normally put on those things. Uh, I normally encourage businesses to use the annual balance sheet, really. And, um, and because the figures are readily available, uh, unless you've chosen your assessment date to be a different date to that, really. So if you've chosen Ramadan, then you've got to take stock the first of Ramadan. You've got to take stock of these figures on the first of Ramadan every year. And as you announced just before we came on, there is much more barakat in paying um, these, these uh, the zakah in the month of Ramadan. It's, you get your blessings manifold, really. Um, so uh, the point is you've got to be consistent. You've got to record the figures, how you've calculated it, um, and, and determined on every year. But obviously, in the case of a business, they do some uh, balance sheet recording of different, different points in time. And, and as long as you're consistent, you do not change the year. It has to be an Islamic year. And, and, and those are the figures that you would use to make it easy for you to remember how did you arrive at your calculation already. Brother Shokit, can we pay zakah from the stock we currently have on hand? Yes, you can pay zakah from the stock if you're in, in, in that kind of business. But obviously, it must be the kind of stock that will really be consumed by the recipients, really. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's the right of the recipient to, to, to receive those kind of um, goods or your, from your, or your zakah. But if it's made up in the kind of, kind of things that the community consumes, then it's fine. So uh, closer to home, uh, typically would be a retailer. He'll take uh, from his goods and he'll, uh, he'll discharge his zakah liability. If you're a car dealer, you obviously can't take a car and go and give it to some family and say, this is how I'm discharging, we'll give it to the institution. Uh, because that's not readily convertible into the kind of benefit we have to work with the recipients. And the third point is that the, obviously the goods must be of a good standing quality. There's no point of trying to pay your zakah with expired goods or anything like that. So the things that are commonly to us are supermarkets and, and, and food and vegetable traders and so on. Those are the kind of things that the, the, the community is entitled to get as zakah. Uh, and will be able to be of benefit to them, and, 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 and hence they could consume it, really. Indeed. On that note, uh, Brother Muhammad Fatih, please stand line with us. We'll be going for ads. Stay tuned. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And indeed, a good morning to the listeners of various denominations. It is Nur Dahil, the light within Yast Aishalatu. And it is a kind focus. And we have Brother Shokud Mukadam, Sons of National, a second deputy chairperson, as well as Haj Muhammad Fatih Peterson, Sons of Zakah Advocacy Officer. And so, just to recap, we had uh, Brother Shokud speaking about um, business assets and also how to calculate um, your zakah on, on, what you, on your business. But for now, let's uh, get to Haj Muhammad Fatih once again. Welcome and assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum as wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Would you like to enlighten our listeners perhaps, you know, on the highlights of what activities are happening in the Western Cape? Khash Muhammad Fatih. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen. Sayyidina wa nabiyina wa maulana Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Allahumma la ilma lana illa ma'alamtana innaka antal alimul hakeem. Anji Aisha, alhamdulillah. All thanks and praise is only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us as an organization, SANZEF, to be one of the organizations in the entire South Africa, alhamdulillah, that is delivering a service by excellence to our constituency, alhamdulillah. SANZEF has distributed over and is in the process of collecting and to distribute over 20 thousand fitra hampers to those in need during operation ramadan uh, daily iftar programs are conducted at masajid throughout the country alhamdulillah and the aisha with the COVID 19 pandemic and the impact that it had on um, communities and especially the destitute and the needy alhamdulillah various masajids uh, have come on board and uh, many communities are involved in assisting Sanzef to serve the destitute and the needy during the COVID-19 as well as during Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, Operation Fitra is an objective and is to ensure that every Muslim is free from one on the day of Eid al-Fitr. Operation Fitra is one of Sanzef's vital annual relief projects. The campaign has shown significant growth in both magnitude and effectiveness since inception, alhamdulillah. Sanzef considers referrals from other agencies and has been involved in partnerships with institutions and organizations, alhamdulillah, for over 45 years. The success of Operation Fitra is based on interactive approaches which includes planning, networking, and networking with individuals and organizations. And these organizations, they enable SANZEF to accomplish the goals that could be achieved, that could never be achieved alone, alhamdulillah. And alhamdulillah, the benefits of such cooperation and collaborative efforts and partnerships are what makes Operation Fitra, alhamdulillah, one of the annual largest operations of SANZEF, alhamdulillah. Hajj Muhammad Fatih, you've mentioned Zakah and Fitra. Can you just remind us what is the difference between Zakah and Fitra? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Anti Aisha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully, um, you know, tells us in Surah Tawbah, verse 60, He gives us, and this is so beautiful because uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not left the uh, distribution of zakah 
even to the Nabi Muhammad wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself has taken it upon himself to uh, numerate the uh, recipients of zakah in Surah Tawbah verse 60. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully gives us and two of the very first um, categories or the recipients are the destitute and the needy. Now, zakah is levied on one's uh, excess wealth that you have over a period of one lunar year. And there's uh, a nisab value attached to that. The nisab value, uh, the Aisha, is the value that qualifies you to be, become a zakah payer. The nisab, alhamdulillah, uh, thus far is in the region of 6,000 400 So if you have over and above 6,400 rand, you possess it, it is your wealth, you have it over a period of one lunar year, then zakah is levied on everything over and above that. And Aisha, then we come to zakatul fitr. Zakatul fitr is the ibadah that is performed during the month of Ramadan and it is paid before the day or before the, the Imam ascends the member on the day of Eid, the Zakatul Fitr is levied on every individual who is sane and the Zakatul Fitr is only for the month of Ramadan. When we say Zakatul Fitr is levied on each uh, person, that means the owner or, or the, the, the Sultan of the household he must make it his responsibility that each and everyone in his household pays the zakatul fitr. Even if a child is born born the day before Eid, that person will also be liable for the payment of zakatul fitr. Zakatul fitr is the amount that a person uh, must have in order for himself and his family to have a decent meal on the day of Eid. If you have that capacity, then zakat or fitr becomes compulsory upon you. Shukran. Then um, the next question then, is zakat only used to, um, to see the, to the basic needs of the poor and the needy? Can we use zakat for development? Aisha Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully says in Surah Tawbah verse 83 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Nabi Muhammad sallallahu to take zakah from those who possess it in order to cleanse and to purify them with their zakah. Meaning that that zakah will cleanse and purify the giver. When the giver gives the zakah, he must make the informed decision that what if I have that money in my position, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to give it to somebody to use and have that, uh, use it for today and tomorrow they have absolutely nothing? Or am I going to take that money, give it to somebody or try to empower him? You know the beautiful story of the, 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 the fish and the rod? When you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. When you give him or teach him how to fish, he will be, he will be fed for the rest of his life. So similarly, it is better for you to give, pay your zakah 
in such a way that it empowers individuals to make a livelihood, inshallah. Inshallah. To our listeners and to my guest online, Brother Shokit, and also to um, Haj Muhammad Fatih, do stay online. We'll be back right after this ad break. Stay tuned. Station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Nur Dahil, the light within. Indeed, a warm welcome to our listeners. We are with the kind focus with our guests, the national uh, national um, second deputy chairperson for Sanzav, um, that is uh, Brother Shokud Mukadam, as well as Haj Muhammad Fatih Peterson, Sanzav Zaka advocacy officer. And a warm welcome once again to my guest, Brother Shokud. Um, let's speak about trusts. Uh, who pays Zaka on the world of a trust? Um, in most cases, uh, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, in most cases, those who draft the trust deeds normally will make the application um, in the trust deed. As you know, trust deed is a kind of a constitution and will make the obligation on the planner to pay the zakah on, on, on the assets inside the trust. In most cases, the planner sets up a trust and, and puts his assets into the trust. And, and the trust deed will then make the obligation on the trustees to, to pay the relevant zakah. Uh, on the assets inside the trust. So normally the trust will spell that out and, and set the rules as to when the zakah must be paid on an annual basis and, and the obligation will be on the trustees to make sure that the zakah is then paid on the zakatable assets as we've defined over the last few weeks already. Okay. Um, then we have one that's asking, um, Haj Muhammad Fatih, does the pregnant woman have to pay qadar first or can she just pay the fidya? Auntie Aisha, when it comes to a pregnant person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says beautifully in the, in the Quran when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala outlays, you know, the conditions for fasting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the last ayah, وَأَنْتَصُومُ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Fast, it is better for you if you only but knew. Pertaining to the pregnant person, if the lady who who does who uh, fails to fast and she 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 feels that maybe uh, she fears for herself that if she fasts harm might come to her because of the fasting then uh, she can she only has to pay in the days later but if she fears for both for her and and the unborn child then she needs to pay both. She needs to pay the fidya for each day that she has not fasted. And then she has to pay the qada, meaning she has to pay the days in later, inshallah. Inshallah. Brother Shokud, what about wealth in any state? Does one um, pay zakah on this, this wealth? No, uh, when it comes to the, the wealth in an estate, obviously the wealth has not passed on to any beneficiaries or any heir at that stage. Uh, it's in the process of being um, wound up, as we call it typically. And no zakah is payable in that situation. Zakah is only levied when it's in one's hand and one is uh, freely entitled to do with it as you wish to. While in the state, um, no, there's no body that has the entitlement to those funds at that stage, really. 
Okay. Haj Fatih, what happens with respect to unpaid zakah from the previous year? Auntie Aisha, what happens when we come to realize that I need to pay zakah and I have skipped because zakah is an act of ibadah, it is a debt which we owe to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will be held accountable on the day of Qiyamah for that debt. Similarly, like uh, Shabbat and fasting, if we haven't uh, fasted, we need to pay that. If we haven't performed our Shabbat, we have to make Qadar. So do you do have to make Qadar for your zakah that you have not paid. What you have to do is make a rough calculation and to the best of your ability, go back those years that you have not paid zakah. Establish the nisab value on the at the time that you have not paid and for every year that you have not paid you calculate your zakah and you pay for every year to an hour shukran for that there's one question here that's uh, from one of the listeners can one include an appliance such as an i know a kettle as part of the fitra or must it just be food and Aisha, according to imam shafi rahmatullah he says that fitra must be given in cash so, um, I think, uh, Auntie Aisha, I, I, I don't have a, a quick answer for you regarding uh, giving an ayn, but the, the, the principle is that when I'm going, going to give fitra, it must be something consumable for the recipient for the day of Eid. Inshallah. Uh, Brother Shokan, how does zakah play a role in the Islamic economy? Uh, you know, the zakah concept is uh, really a wonderful concept, as Brother Fatih has indicated earlier. It's an imposition of, 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 of 2.5% on your surplus wealth, on your surplus wealth. And the benefit of it is the spiritual dimension, um, as Brother Fatih has, has alluded to. The other important point is that the recipients of the zakah are all those who are in the first two categories, or in the eight categories in Surah Tawbah. And therefore, when one does dispose of one's zakah, it always goes from those who have to those who don't have. And therefore, it has a tremendous effect within the Islamic economy. It brings those who don't have to the level um, where they can have the benefit of this and able to do the kind of things for themselves that they can do, which wouldn't have been the case. So within an Islamic economy, you can imagine it moves from the funds move from or the benefit moves from those who have to those who don't have whether in the developmental form or pure basic necessities really and it uplifts those who don't have in different forms in the sense of skilling them making sure that they that they can care of on a day-to-day basis so it's a very wonderful concept humla that uh, that really can work wonderful throughout the world and it's been proven and 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 if everyone does the zakah calculation correctly and and this is why we're having these advocacy programs to to educate people to understand the impact of what the zakah uh, paid can have um it can have a tremendous benefit for those who are in need of it okay. then the next question before we go for us is there um, any responsibility on the zakah payer to ensure the zakah has been discharged and Aisha, most definitely, uh, what happens when you know that you have to discharge of your obligation of paying zakah? You must make an informed decision because it is an act of ibadah. 
we know when we're going to perform sauna, we take many precautions and we take many uh, into consideration that where am I going to perform sauna? Am I facing the Qibla? Is the place where I'm performing sauna correct? Are my clothes clean? Is my income of a halal source? Similarly, when it comes to uh, zakah, we have to take these precautionary measures as well. And then what we have, if we, for instance, need to individually dispose of our zakah, then we make sure that we give it to those people who will definitely benefit from my zakah in order to increase my darajah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when I pay my zakah. And then on the other hand, I must look for an institution that has a, a, a good track record, an institution which adheres to good governance, an institution uh, you know where I know that when I put my money there, it will be put to the best use, and most importantly, that institution will consider my zakah as a form of empowerment to the destitute and the needy. Inshallah, on that note, please do stand line with us, Brother Shokid and Hajj Muhammad Fatih. We go for ads. The Voice of the Cape, ninety-one point three FM stereo. Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. The light within. Welcome, welcome to Nur Dahil, the light within with our Zakai Focus Hour with Brother Shokid Mokadam, Sons of National Second Deputy Chairperson, as well as Haj Muhammad Fatih, Sons of Zakai Advocacy Officer. And so we are busy with questions that's coming in as well, so you'd, I'm hoping that you do not mind um, answering them as well, because this one says, um, is the father responsible for the kids to pay the, the, the fitra, even though they're mukallaf? Auntie Aisha, if the child is uh, in the house and he lives with his uh, parents, then the owner, the, the father, is uh, responsible to pay for each individual in the house as well as the servant. Okay. There's another question here that says, what happens if your company was liquidated? What is the obligation on someone that's lost almost everything? Um, yeah, no, I, I will answer that. Obviously, as I indicated earlier on, and I say this as indicated earlier, you only pay zakah on surplus wealth. Surplus wealth. So, surplus wealth are those amounts um, generally above the Nisab value, as Brother uh, Fatih has indicated. So, when somebody has lost everything, and as I understand the question, uh, you're not in a position to have surplus wealth, and therefore no zakah is payable in this case. So, it's only when the requirements are met, whether you meet the requirement, minimum requirement of Nisab, and you um, have unfettered uh, access to those funds and it's been with you for a year and so on, you then are liable for zakah. But if, if those conditions are not met, then you're not liable for zakah. And in this case, because there is no surplus wealth, no zakah will be payable. Indeed. Haji Muhammad Fatih, you've earlier mentioned the destitute and the needy. What 
um, number of categories of people are recipients of zakah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says beautifully in the glorious Quran in Surah Tawbah verse 60. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Innama sadaqatu lil-fukara wal-yatama wal-masakin. Innama sadaqatu lil-fukara wal-masakin wal-amilina alayha wal-muallafati kulubuhum wa fi-riqab wal-gharimina wa fi-sabilillahi wa bani-sabil faridatan minallah wallahu alimun hakim. And the translation of this verse is Verily, arms meaning zakah are for the poor and the needy Those employed to administer the funds Those in bondage and in debt The wayfarer in the cause of Allah That's easy to do by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah is full of wisdom Those are the eight categories of the Aisha I'll just go back quickly to them The one is the destitute the second is the needy person, the uh, one who administers uh, the funds, that is the amil. Then the mu'allafat kulubuhum is one whose heart is reconciled to Islam. Mu'allafat kulubuhum wa riqab that is uh, the one who is in bondage. Then the gharim, the one who is in debt the wayfarer, and the one who fights in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those are the eight categories stipulated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Tawbah verse 16. Alhamdulillah, I'm hoping that answers the question of the listener. And this one says, please explain zakah on share-based schemes, Brother Shokit. Yes, sister. Um, uh, what happens in the case of share-based schemes, and uh, a lot of our brothers and sisters are in those positions where they employer offers you uh, some kind of incentive either for staying for many years with them or encourages it in terms of performance of, of, of the company and your performance. In most cases, share-based schemes have conditions. For example, that you've got to be with a company for five years or you have to pay off a debt amount to be, get the benefit of the share-based schemes. And if we go back to, and I stress again, we go back to the five principles enunciated by Fadis in previous weeks, you've got to test this old scheme against those five principles. And in most cases, um, you will find that you're not liable for zakah because either it may be that you are above Nisab and therefore liable for zakah, but the condition that always uh, where this, the share-based scheme falls flat is that you're not entitled to freely deal with the asset as you wish to, simply because there's a condition that you've got to settle a debt. There's a condition that you've got to render the years of service or any other condition. So the day you are entitled to freely deal with this asset, um, then it will attract the zakah and it will attract the zakah on the, on the market value or the value of those assets when it becomes freely yours. Until then, um, and until all the conditions have been met, no zakah is payable on that. Okay. There's a listener that says, um, Math, I'm a bit confused. Sheikh says fitra must be given in cash, however, fitra parcels are distributed. Yes, Alhamdulillah, Aisha. What happens at Sanzak, we seek permission from the, the uh, recipient that we have to uh, convert the cash into the basic needs uh, that they require for the day of Eid. And uh, that is, 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 is uh, an approach which Sandra has taken and, and many of the organizations uh, has taken this approach. And it is, it is much uh, easier because, Auntie Aisha, when you go uh, and you see um, 
when a person is destitute and needy, then abuse, um, you know, becomes the order of the day. So instead of uh, depriving the, 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 the families of the recipient from the, the, uh, the nourishment on the day of Eid, and then also satisfying ourselves and our donors that the fitra has definitely uh, been disposed of or the, the fitra has definitely been discharged, uh, it is better and, and, and much more safer to give the uh, goods instead of giving the cash. Because we, if we're looking at the cash, uh, cash being 40 rand minimum, and we're looking at the fitra pill, then it outweighs it by far because so many people can eat from the fitra parcel instead of that, the, the 40 rand. There we also see under Aisha it is much better, and this is why um, organizations such as Sanzef encourage institutionalized zakah, where you pool all the, 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 the monies into one pool, and you have the, the, the power to, to, to serve much more um, needy recipients, uh, inshallah. I know the clock is at 11, but the just final words from Brother um, Shokat Mukadam. Yes, sister, I think it's uh, in the month of Ramadan and we all understand the obligation to do your zakah calculation and the manifold benefits that you receive in the month of uh, Ramadan. We encourage you to, to pay your zakah. We encourage you to contact us if you don't know how to calculate it. Um, and we encourage you to uh, get more familiar with the whole concept by attending our various seminars and talks. Um, and, and whether you distribute a zakah yourself uh, or through other organizations, we here uh, as the leading Zakai institution to, to inform you of how to properly calculate the Zakai, inshallah. Inshallah. Shukran so much. Haj Mohammed Fatih, final words from your side. Yes, Auntie Aisha, alhamdulillah. <clears throat> as at the 3rd of May, an overview of the activities of Sands of Western Cape, alhamdulillah for Ramadan 1441, Ramadan hampers. Um, including for the COVID-19 as well as uh, the iftar and suhoor package, we have distributed 4,546 fitra hampers, uh, hampers, alhamdulillah. And then with the kind uh, donations of uh, the uh, donors, alhamdulillah, the Aisha, we've uh, distributed 2,566 vegetable boxes. And a total of 32,736 individuals have benefited both from the iftar servings as well as the COVID-19 we say big shukran Allah, you know, take this organization forward for many, many more years, inshallah. Um, and uh, shukran so much for a very informative program with Zakai in focus this morning. Assalamu alaikum to both my guests. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.